Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast. This is episode 66, and it's me alone today, Sophia, and we are going to talk about food hacks. This is one of my favorite topics because this is something that my brain just kind of comes up with naturally. I'm not sure if it's from my teaching days where I had to be super creative when it came to teaching things. I taught special education for half of my career, and so I taught a lot of kids that really needed um to learn things in just different ways. So I was always coming up with like little hacks and tips and tricks on how to teach them. And that has transferred over into my food life now and into this business. So I'm really pumped to talk about a few things um, that I find super helpful. But first of all, I want to tell you that I have started with my good friend, Stephanie Dreyer. We um, are doing a thing called plant-based for parents and it's an awesome Uh, It's like a class that we're running and you can join us live if you're watching this at a time that a class is um, coming up live or you can get the classes that we've already done and listen to them, um, watch them. Half of our class is 30 minutes of just us giving tips and tricks and information on different topics. So each class is specific. And then the other half is us taking live questions um, in the class. And if you watch this class, if you get it to watch after the fact, We are also letting you guys email us to ask us any questions that um, we may have missed in the class itself. So it's an awesome situation. I think it's going to be really helpful. As I said, each class is a different topic. So uh, make sure you look at the link in the um, write-up and check out the classes. And also make sure to download your free veggie guide. Um, We have put together a guide on um, 10 different tips for getting your kids to eat veggies. And when I say kids, that also applies to adults, perhaps husbands that don't like to eat their veggies, or maybe it's you. I mean, I have friends that they're not veggie fans. And so, you know, this might apply to you too, but really I've got three kids and all of my three kids are different. Um, My first child, he has always been an eater, always open to trying anything. He's been like that since he was a baby. I truly think it's personality. I think that He's a foodie like his mom, and there's just nothing, not much out there um, that he's not willing to try. And then along came my second, and my second has had, has been like moody, I guess you can call it, in all things life from the beginning. So one minute he is starving and is shoveling food down his throat, and the next minute he doesn't want to look at food. Um, He was like that as a baby. I remember when he was little, I would like... I always made my food for my kids. I didn't um, buy the jarred food and he would see me getting his food ready and he'd scream, 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 scream until I took the spoon and shoved it into his mouth. And in between bites, he would scream and he just wanted to eat as fast as possible. Um, it's, uh, It's, I have videos, it's absolutely hilarious. And then as he got a little older, you know, his moodiness really started to affect his eating and he's getting better now, but there were periods in time where he basically wouldn't try anything. So as much as I believe that we have to serve our kids veggies in full form, um, I also believe that sneaking them in is also okay. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, Obviously, if you're only sneaking veggies in and you're not presenting veggies or fruits to your kids in full form, then, you know, that's probably doing them a little bit of a disservice. But 
in general, it's okay to have some tricks and hacks on getting the veggies in when you just don't want to fight. I mean, I have that. My third one is very similar to my second one. Um, he will eat a lot of things that aren't typical for a child. Like he loves salad and he loves cucumbers. He can live on those things. Well, he technically can't. I try to tell him that he needs other things, but he, if it was his preference, he would live on that. He doesn't love pasta, mac and cheese, things that um, kids typically like. So it's, it's quite a challenge to try and find ways to make all of them happy. And generally one of them is not happy. So I'm totally fine with that. The only thing that makes all three of them happy that I know is a slam dunk is my tacos. So let's talk a little bit about this issue with kids. And I know so many people stress out about the fact that when you're feeding your child, um, you worry that they're not getting all their, you know, vitamins, nutrients, whatever. And the one thing that my pediatrician told me when my kids were young is she said, the kids aren't, they're not going to starve themselves. They're very intuitive. So if they refuse to eat something, you can't be sitting there stressing out on making them eat something because it's just going to cause more problems. It's going to cause more problems with them um, emotionally. And also it's, you're not going to win the battle and you're going to be stressed out. So she's always like, let it go. Not saying that you should just let them have all the candy for dinner and have them go to sleep, you know, multiple days in a row. I mean, sometimes I give up, but in general, they're not going to starve themselves. So when they're hungry, they will come eat. When it comes to the term picky eater, I feel like um, that's really, you know, picky eater doesn't mean that they don't eat veggies. Picky eater really is just a term, in my opinion, that means they are selective on what they want. Like my third child is a picky eater. But if you saw that he was eating salad and cucumbers, you would probably automatically say, well, he's not a picky eater, but he totally is because he's picky against things like mac and cheese. Um, so when it comes to picky eaters, I really believe that if you look at their overall diet and you think like, let's say they won't eat like my third, he, they, he does not like, you know, let's pretend he doesn't like broccoli or carrots, which he, he, he does. Um, but let's pretend he doesn't, you know, those are great vegetables to have every single vegetable that you eat provides us different nutrients. So that's why they say eat the rainbow. You want to eat, you know, all the things because every color of vegetable, every style of vegetable, they're all giving us different nutrients in our body. So it's important to get a variety. So if your kid's only eating one vegetable and you want them to eat others, you know, you present them, but you also can sneak them into things because that way, you know, they're getting the nutrients and then you're also presenting them. And, you know, one day they might try it. One day your child is probably not going to be the same eater. My husband was a very selective eater as a child, and now he still kind of is, but he's even as an adult, he's even started to branch out a little bit. So it's okay. They're not going to starve. It's okay if they're not getting it in in full form. And, you know, you're against if you think it's bad to like sneak veggies in all the time. It's actually not a, a bad idea. I do it all the time, even though, you know, I have kids that will eat some of them. Um, and again, like I said, sometimes you don't want to fight, but kids are not going to starve themselves. And when it comes to introducing new vegetables and new foods in general, it can take 25 to 30 exposures and positive exposures, not just exposures, but positive exposures to that food in order for them to give it a shot or decide if they like it or not. So positive exposures mean that you're presenting it and maybe it's just on the table. It's not even on their plate. That's an exposure that counts. Um, when I say uh, negative exposure that doesn't count, 
it is forcing them to try something. That is not a positive exposure. And that's actually going to be more detrimental. So we do things like my, my little one, he'll scream at me from across the room that he doesn't want to try something, you know, because he knows I'm trying, I'm making something new. He doesn't even know what it is. Um, if you saw my Instagram stories a while back, I had a story of me cutting spaghetti squash and he literally comes up to me and says, you know, I'm not going to eat that. Right. <laughs> I mean, the kid is just too much. So positive exposures means it's just there. It's at dinner. It's either on their plate, next to their plate, on the table. And I often, for me, I'm, you know, kind of crazy like that, but I usually put it on their plate. I tell them, you know, you don't have to eat it. If you want to give it a shot, give it a shot. If you don't, you don't. But I usually always also have something that I know that they like. So that's the important thing that if you have it at the table, having something you know that they like, it makes them feel more calm. It makes them feel more in control and exposing them to that new food, fruit, veggie, whatever it is, eventually they might give it a shot. So kids are moody. You never know, you know, one day they might like carrots, the next day they don't. So as long as in general, they're, they're eating a little bit of something, you're totally fine. Always check in with your pediatrician if you have any concerns. But from what my pediatrician has told me is that in general, kids will get what they need from the food that they eat. Um, and it is important to, you know, introduce, you know, fresh fruit, veggies, all those things, but to stress about it and to make mealtime stressful is not worth it at all. Um, so in a family, you mostly have, you have mostly, most of the time kids and adults with different likes and dislikes. So when it comes to making one meal, and this is my uh, big thing that I talk about is I talk about something called component meals. So when it comes to those selective eaters, pick eaters, whatever you want to call them, making a component meal is a really great hack for making one meal for everybody. Because I am not a short order cook, nor are you. You're not a restaurant. You shouldn't have to make a variety of different meals to make your family happy. So if you look in the write-up to this uh, episode, there is a link to my component meals um, episode that I did. And from there, you can get a freebie on component meals, what they are. But basically, it means that you make various um, food parts, and then you can put them together in a lot of different ways. You can do this um, for like pasta bars, taco bars, baked potato bars. Um, we do a lot of grain bowls. You can even do this for soups where you make the base and let um, different, you know, let um, uh, your family build their own soup. So many different things. It doesn't stop at like the simple taco bar, but that is a really great way to get multiple meals in. And that's a great way to do a positive exposure for a new food. Like if, you know, I don't know, eggplant, let's say, not a typical vegetable for kids, but let's say you have some roasted eggplant, you know, little, you know, pieces and you have it on the bar, pasta bar or bowl bar or whatever. You can talk about that. Like, oh, this is called eggplant. If you want to give it a shot, give it a shot. It's really good. I like it. Um, that's a positive exposure, putting it on the bar like that, that counts. And if that's something you want to try and integrate into your meals, like you keep putting that into your component meals, you keep putting that into your um, bars and you keep ex exposing your kids to it. And eventually they might give it a shot. Um, a little trick with eggplant, by the way, if you want to know is that um, if you cut the skin off, it's less bitter for kids. So that's a great first way to have um, a child and even me, I'm actually not a huge eggplant fan, to be honest, um, but cutting the skin off really helps um, get the bitterness away and also uh, making them into French fries. So I make asparagus, I mean, um, eggplant fries, and they're really good. And another great way, they actually crisp up pretty good in the oven. So just a little hint. Um, 
The other thing that I love to do, I make a super fast and easy dinner that is like my go-to weekly thing here. And what I do is I boil pasta, okay? And then in the pasta strainer, I put different chopped veggies, okay? So I sometimes put like spinach, mushrooms, zucchini, broccoli. You could do whatever. I put it at the bottom of, bottom of the pasta strainer. So once the pasta is done, I strain it with the hot water over these veggies. Then I take the cover of the pot that I use to boil the water and I put that over the strainer, the pasta strainer. So the, that seals in the heat and it blanches the vegetables. So they're just cooked enough, but not mushy. And we like our stuff al dente. So this really, really, really works for us. And it is perfect because it doesn't, you know, it's not like, flavorful sauteed ragu or anything, but kids like the simplicity of simple things. So it's important to remember that when you're giving things to your kids, they actually have a lot more taste buds than we do. They taste buds like die off as you get older. And that's why kids don't need a ton of salt and old um, people do. So sometimes that plain blanched vegetable mixed into some pasta, we top it with my um, Parmesan. And it's a simple meal. It's super wholesome. It's super nutritious. And you can let the kids pick the veggies that they want and you can rotate. So uh, it's a really great way to get in a quick and easy meal that's super wholesome. So that's a huge hack that I use all the time. Um, another thing is, so when we're, let's move on a little bit to sneaking in the veggies. So like, as I said, it is important to expose your kids to veggies, but at the same time, getting extra nutrients in when they're not having it is a great great tool and it's totally refined. So a few things that I do to sneak in some extra veggies is the first one is adding the greens to the smoothies and the milkshakes. I always do spinach. I know there's so many other um, greens you can do, but spinach is great. It's mild. They don't taste it. If your kid has um, a sensitivity to the look of this, of the smoothie um, or milkshake, you want to stick to like a chocolate milkshake because chocolate will hide the green color. Um, I do chocolate milkshakes for my kids all the time and I stick spinach in those babies. They honestly have no idea. You cannot tell. Um, so chocolate's a great one, but other, um, also you can do like dark, uh, red, uh, berries and stuff. That's another really great one that it won't alter the color too much. But if your kid is ultra picky about it, then definitely, um, do it in the chocolate. Another thing that I love, love, love to do is I blend veggies into my pasta sauces. I literally take a jarred marinara because I love to make my own marinara, but lately uh, it's just it's just not something I do. And I have so, uh, so many jarred marinaras that I love that have uh, newish to the market, I guess you can say. Um, the brands aren't new, but their new uh, flavors and stuff are amazing. The Mazzetta one, I absolutely love the plain marinara. It's so simple, simple ingredients. Absolutely delicious. Um, Rouse is another really good one. Um, I think I said that right. But what I do is I take the jar, I stick it in a blender, and then I put in some. Um, you can do your veggies however you want. You can roast them, boil them, blanch them, saute them, whatever. It could be leftover veggies. I often do a giant tray of roasted veggies for the week. And then, you know, sometimes we have them left over. And all I do is I stick those into the blender with the jarred sauce. I would say I do probably for one big jar of sauce, I probably do two to three, uh, like, uh, sorry, about two cups of veggies. You can gauge it depending on what your family is used to. Um, but I'd start with one blend, taste it and add a little bit more and keep adding until you like the flavor. 
but I love zucchini. I love carrots. I love cauliflower. Those are awesome um, blended in pasta sauces because you can't really see them and you can't really taste the flavor. The carrots are great because they're orange and it actually lends well with the red flavor. Zucchini and cauliflower are mild, so it's perfect. You can even pulse in some greens if your pasta sauce has um, herbs in it, depending on your kids. Again, some kids don't like the herby look, but because it has green herbs in it, you can even pulse in a little bit of green so it looks like the herbs and they'll never know. Another thing we love over here is my middle one, especially he loves soups and he loves blended soups. So blended soups are an excellent way to blend in some veggies. Um, the same, you know, zucchini, cauliflower, those are very mild. You can't really see the color. So if you do like a white bean soup, um, you can blend them in a black bean, um, blended black bean soup is great for that. But any sort of blended soups, the key to blended soups, I have a few of them on my website, but my mom told me this long time ago is when you're making blended soups, caramelize the onions first, then saute um, potatoes in because that helps with the texture and the flavor. It gives it like an excellent rich flavor. And then you can put in the beans, the veggies, whatever it is. It's so good. And then another thing that I do is I like to mix my regular rice with cauliflower rice. So I started this, I figured this hack out many, many years ago and cauliflower rice, I actually get mine frozen and you can either saute it or not. Um, we use the frozen rice from Trader Joe's if we want something really quick and it's amazing. The Brad one is incredible. And we, you start with a small amount, but we've worked up to 50-50 and my kids are fine with it. But you could even start out with a super small amount, but you mix the cauliflower rice with the regular rice. And especially if you're using white rice, you truly really can't tell. I have a niece who is so, so, so picky. And many years ago, I made her a bean rice and avocado burrito. And I had my mix of cauliflower rice and regular rice and she had no idea. So it's another little easy hack to put that in there. So these are just some few ideas on things that make my life easier. I really, really hope that you can use one or one or more of these. And if you want more tips and tricks and hacks on all this kind of stuff, make sure that you join our plant-based parents class. It's so awesome. We give great information that I really, truly think will be helpful to make life easier as a parent who wants to get more plants into your child. And also don't forget to grab my free guide on um, tips for getting um, veggies into your kids. But thank you so much for listening. I totally appreciate you guys. If you like this episode, I'd so, so appreciate you to subscribe, leave me a rate and review. It helps me get my podcast out there and helps me get more amazing guests on to share incredible information with all of you guys. So it's all about you guys in the end. Um, and if you're listening, tag me on Instagram and um, I reply to all my messages and I would love to hear from you. And make sure to join us next time on the next episode when we're going to be talking about changing the stories we tell ourselves to better our health. I have an awesome guest about that, and she's going really into personal narrative and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be amazing. But thanks, everybody. I so appreciate you all, and we'll talk soon.